Are your board members dead wrong when it comes to capital campaigns? They may have no idea what to expect. Today, we are going to confront those misconceptions. Welcome to All About Capital Campaigns, a podcast that provides fuel for your nonprofit's growth. Each week, Andrea Kilstead and Amy Eisenstein, co-founders of the Capital Campaign Toolkit, provide practical tips about raising more money for your nonprofit organization. Here are your hosts, Amy and Andrea. Hi, I'm Amy Eisenstein. I'm here with my colleague and co-founder, Andrea Kilstead. And today we are talking about how board members deceive themselves about what to expect from a capital campaign and some of the myths they may believe. So Andrea, kick us off. What is the first myth we're going to talk about? You know, Amy, the the most common myth, I think, is that somehow a biggest amount of money for a capital campaign is going to come from some very rich person somewhere like Bill Gates or Oprah Winfrey or Elon Musk or whoever you name a very rich person, somehow that very rich person is going to ride in on a white horse and give a huge gift to their campaign. Mackenzie Scott. Mackenzie Scott. Yes, she's the newest. Yes, she's going to drop from the sky and, you know, bestow millions of dollars on your campaign. I mean, she's doing that, but the gifts are fewer and far between than they may seem. So you can't rely on that. Yeah, and chances are that's just plain old not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. So if it happens, that's great, but you can't build a campaign based on that. And the sooner your board members understand that, the sooner they're going to roll up their sleeves and get to work and get serious about a capital campaign. And just to emphasize that, I mean, even if your board members don't believe that money is going to drop from the sky, they may think that the money is somewhere out there, someone that you don't yet know that somewhere magical out in the community, there is going to appear, you know, an angel that is going to come along and save your community, your campaign. And so really the important thing to help board members understand is to focus inward on the existing donors, on your current board members, on former board members, but people who are very closely aligned existing donors to your organization. So, you know, the other misconception and sort of the opposite of the first one is that the money is going to come in in equal amounts. So if you're going to raise, you want to raise a million dollars, that if you just get a hundred ten thousand dollars gifts, your campaign is going to be done. That's so, right. Right. The first misconception is that somebody very, very rich is going to drop a very, very big gift on your organization. That's wrong. And the other one is that nobody's going to drop a very big gift on your organization, but they're going to drop lots of these much smaller gifts in in even amounts. Right. In even amounts that if everybody just gives $10,000, you know, everybody on your board and every volunteer and everybody on the campaign committee, if a hundred people just give $10,000 each, you'll get to your campaign goal. And campaigns certainly do not work that way either. Yeah. You know, the connected misconception is if we just have bricks, $10,000 bricks, and we put them around our new building, the people are going to give $10,000 a brick and the campaign's going to be done. Well, good luck with that. Do you know how hard it is to get that many people to give $10,000? 
you have to have a really big donor file of people who already give you significant amounts of money to pull something like that off. And chances are you don't come close. So that's misconception number two. What's misconception number three, Amy? Misconception number three is that the current staff, the development director, is just going to do it all. And without any additional help or resources from the board or any additional staff or consultants, uh, that the campaign's just going to magically come together with the existing staff. Somehow, you know, we like to joke that, you know, maybe the existing staff is sitting around twiddling their thumbs and they have extra time to raise an extra $2 million or $5 million. But, you know, I'm being a little, a little obnoxious here, but... The board members who think that they don't have to provide any support or connections or additional resources or staff up, that's the misconception that the organization can just do it with existing resources and that board members don't need to help because the staff is just going to do it. You know, I think many board members have very little idea of how much work it is to raise the annual fundraising. They, they don't know. They're often not very involved in that. And they simply don't understand what it takes to put on a big gala event, for example. They don't understand how the development staff is spending their time. And it looks to them like, well, they're just, that's what we hire them for, right? We're going to have a million dollar campaign. Well, okay, whatever your development staff name is, right? It's up to you. But when the development staff comes back and says, well, we're going to need additional staff to make that happen, the board is surprised. (laughs) Right. Right. And the reality is we do want board members involved and engaged in the campaign. And, you know, somehow they know that. And they're, I think, hoping that maybe they can just sneak by with what they do normally which is maybe not help so much with the annual fund or the fundraising. So the the assumption is that things can continue as they are, that board members can just show up for a meeting once a month or once every other month, uh, approve the minutes and move on with their life. So a campaign's a bit more involved. So Amy, you know, we're going to do a fourth misconception, but let me put a little structure on this. So the first misconception is they were looking for someone out of town with a lot of money. Second misconception is that they're looking for all the smaller donors in town, right? The third misconception is that they're looking at the development director to do it all. The fourth misconception has to do with what the board's role is in doing this. Now here we're getting closer to home and here we're getting closer to reality, actually. So what's our fourth misconception, Amy? The fourth misconception is that board members will be expected to give bigger gifts than perhaps that they can, or they'll be asked for enormous gifts, or they really don't know what gifts they're going to be asked for. So it's a source of anxiety and that they're going to have to ask their friends for big gifts as well. And neither of those two things are really the case. In most campaigns, board members are expected to give a significant and meaningful gift for their own personal budget, but not well over whatever that is. So board members, yes, board members are expected to give, but they're not expected to go bankrupt or even... Uh, do something that's way out of their means or their range. And the second thing is that while we do want board members to make connections with people who would care about the cause, would be interested in the campaign, there is no expectation that board members who are 
uncomfortable and unprepared, go out and ask for significant gifts. So uh, let's put those myths to bed. Those are four pretty common myths. These aren't, you know, it, it's a rare board that someone on that board doesn't believe some of those four misconceptions. And the question really is, how do you, how do you help your board understand the reality of capital campaigns and not have, not be left with these misconceptions? What are the things someone can do to help their board? Well, as a starter, the easiest thing to do is go to the Capital Campaign Toolkit website and download our board member's guide to capital campaigns. And it's in the resources section of our website and it's free and it's downloadable and it talks about every single one of these things that we mentioned. So you can circulate this board member's guide to capital campaigns uh, that you can find on our website. The other thing, of course, is ongoing board training. And we like to think about ongoing learning opportunities. Training for your board for a capital campaign should not be and is not a one and done exercise. It's something that should be discussed at every single meeting for months and maybe years leading up and into the beginning parts of a campaign. Now, here at the Capital Campaign Toolkit, our clients do receive both ongoing board training and one-off board trainings as part of our service. So if you are thinking about a campaign and you're not sure where to get started with your board, I would encourage you to call us and we'd be happy to discuss how we help board members overcome some of these myths. I hope you learned something and enjoyed listening to us and we will see you next time. Thanks for joining Amy and Andrea for today's All About Capital Campaigns. To learn more about them and their work together, go to CapitalCampaignToolkit.com. You can hear more from Amy and Andrea on a live webinar they host every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. You can join the live sessions and get your questions answered by signing up today at ToolkitTalks.com. And please like, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting platform. Thank you. Thank you.